Hi, this is Emma. Hi, this is Phil. And you're listening to Heartpiece Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Heartpiece Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I am your host, Master Joe, and today, for the first time in 2016, sort of, kind of, not really, I am joined by my illustrious and beautiful and amazing wife, Master, Master wife. wife. Yay! How you doing, honey? I'm doing wonderful. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like eight years, even yeah, though like, I called like- you yesterday. I'm working on my dissertation, you know, those PhD woes. PhD woes. It's it's the woes, <laughs> the most intelligent of woes, PhD woes. Jeez Louise, so, so strong, so very strong. Also very strong, we have a very, very, very special guest, two special guests actually on the podcast today. Ladies and gentlemen, let me put your hands together for Emma and Philip. Hello. Hi. Look at that. Jeez. People, <laughs> I mean, people on here. You guys have so much energy. I'll say. <laughs> I've actually got... I mean, Emma is a more special guest than I am, obviously. Oh, oh, look at that. Chivalry's not dead. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh. This is right. This is coming out right before Valentine's Day. This is such a fitting episode. Uh, these two are very special. They actually sent us an email, and they were like, hey, your show is awesome. We've got a thing. You want to talk about it? And we were like, yeah. yeah. So they have a Kickstarter, uh, which we're going to be getting into a little bit later, but it's called Heart Catchers. Heart Catchers. It is a two-player uh, card game of deception and secrets. Also, it's adorable, so um, I cannot wait to talk about that. But of course, before that, we're going to get into our major. Wow, that's the wrong track. Here it is, major heart piece of the week. One day, I'm going to get that right. I swear to Bob, one day I'm going to get that thing right. Uh, let me see. Let me start with uh, Master Wife, if I could. Master Wife, you got a major heart piece of the week? Yeah. So. You know, I have been working really hard on my dissertation at UNC Chapel Hill, or getting my PhD, and I'm almost to the finish line. Almost there. Yes. And so um, I applied for this award um, at UNC, and it was the NC Impact Award. And so basically they recognize different researchers or scientists in the area that's impacting North Carolina. And I found out that I got it. Oh, oh wow. Congrats. That's what's Thank up. Thank you. So um, I think in April, it's going to be coming up where different like senators and representatives are going to be coming to visit our school, UNC Chapel Hill, and they get to like talk to the different people that got the Impact Award. So I'm really excited about that. And um, just for you guys at home, I'm studying how air pollution like ozone may contribute to like diabetes or cardiovascular disease so this research is really important she's literally trying to save your life like right now (laughs) actively actively and in the lab every day how can i save the lives of the listeners of the heartbeats podcast (laughs) (laughs) ozone just them specifically yeah congratulations (laughs) only them No one else. That's awesome. That's a really good art piece of the week, huh? Very proud, of course, of my baby. She she gets them awards, man. She does her thing. Uh, I'm g- I want to go last. So uh, Emma or Philip, what have you got? Um, wow, that's gonna be hard to follow up with. Um, <laughs> it's only saving so awesome. lives. It's not a big deal or anything. 
Uh, I think, well, so Phil and I went to Pack South last weekend down in San Antonio. Okay. Uh, it's always our first PAX convention. Uh, and, you know, the people get together. There's uh, tabletop games, video games, all sorts of great stuff. And I think one of the things that really uh, made me happy and just so glad to be there was just the um, the community, especially the, the indie game developers. Uh, I talked to a lot of people on the show floor and they were just so happy, so welcoming. Uh, everyone was playing games together and it just felt like like a gamer community. And it's so great. You know, we, we play games uh, in our house in front of our computers. So it's awesome to get together with people and just see what a positive effect that games can have on people. Yeah, absolutely. That is rad. I know the indie game community awesome. is very tight knit. Like everyone yeah. kind of knows each other because it's it's a, it's a struggle, you know. You're doing this thing by yourself. You don't have this big publisher backer, so everybody kind of collaborates. Um, we had the developers of Runbo, 13 AM Games, on the on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Nice. Uh, I want to say it was like episode 10, 11, one of those. But uh, they were talking about how they collaborated with like all the guys from Guacamole and and Gunvolt, oh, that's and, awesome. you yeah. know, because they have all those characters in the game. I was like, man, that's cool. So yeah, indie uh, community, yeah. man, you guys, you guys rock. That's that's freaking yes. rad. Very nice. And to, to add on to what I was saying, uh, the the after hours stuff, the everyone, you know, you can get into your own little clicks if you want to, but everyone was like, hey, come come talk with us. They come and see what we're up to, and it was, yeah, it was really great. Very cool, very cool. Are, are you are you gonna piggyback on that heartbeat? Oh you, no, you no, I got one? Oh, you got one. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I guess for me, uh, I guess uh, like about a week ago or two weeks ago, um, at my uh, my my company. I work for a company called Field Lens. We had a, um, a company game night after oh, work. Oh, sweet. And oh, uh, cool. that's really cool. Um, we've done it a couple times now, and it's just a great opportunity to, you know, you interact with people all day, or, or maybe you don't interact with some aspects of your company. So uh, kind of get everybody together, you know, make friends, uh, you know, form form stronger bonds. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And you know, our, our big game is Resistance. So Oh, my gosh. You, the re- like we, the Resistance? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, the card game. Oh, the, oh yeah, so we, we, we break each other down. <laughs> oh yes. my I, goodness! It's kind of scary that they play that as a company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you build really strong bonds through through turmoil and, uh, and treachery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's well, fun. You get to see like you get to see the the best out of your uh, your coworkers. It's a lot of fun. So um, some of our and listeners... Emma Emma came to that as well. So that was great. That is amazing. Uh, okay, all right. So the game's over. Which one of you was a spy? <laughs> oh, Emma's always a spy. Emma, yeah. at least at least in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no I, Emma lie. will tell you a story about how she was the spy like literally five games in a row. Oh my it was goodness! Like, wow, that's insane. She, she won like all of those games. That's like, insane. Whenever we play, Desenia is usually always a spy. like we have a, a, a group of friends. Some of them are listeners of the podcast, <laughs> and it's so funny. I'll be so glad to hear this because the Resistance is such a fun game. But my God, oh, it's yeah. such an evil, evil game. <laughs> but that is that is absolutely rad. I love that game. Company game night, man. Major heartbeat yeah. up with that. We need to do that more. I'm, I want to do that uh, where I work here at CNI soon. Uh, but okay, let me get into my major heartbeats of the week here. We have, uh, you know, since I'm down here in Florida, you get listeners know I was talking about that in the last episode. Uh, I don't have a car. You know, I fly down here and I'm, I'm here for like a week, the first week out of every month. Uh, until the big move happens and so we uh you know i have a car down here Man, i can't really get around on my own i'm like you know little baby trying to trying to walk uh so my dad 
is currently, you know, <laughs> I was about to say stationed here. He's not of the military at all, but I feel like that's like what he does. He's a snowbird. So during the winter, he comes to Florida. And then during like the summer, kind of, he's uh, back home. And then uh, in the fall, he comes to see us in North Carolina. So it's like he's always just like moving around a lot during the year. So I, Maybe it is he's stationed. But he has been driving me around everywhere like just dropping whatever he's doing to take me he's been getting me food i mean he's just been taking care of me and like making sure i'm good to go while i'm out here trying to work and and do all this stuff so just you know i mean some people don't have that type of relationship with their dad i'm i'm very aware of that and so i don't take it for granted with mine like i really appreciate what my dad does for me even still even though i'm adult and i'm married and i got a wife and i'm and i got a job and i got a podcast and i'm grown not really still though yet because you never grown to your parents, but uh, it's it's just it's just really nice that he's he's taking care of me. So I, I really appreciate that. Shout outs to to Master Dad. Uh, as always, guys, just make sure you're looking out for those those good touching moments. Mm. You know, keep the positivity flowing in the gaming community. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Major heart piece Master of the week. Dad. Shout outs to Master Dad. Shout outs to Master Dad. That is. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I want to go ahead and get into our next little segment here. Uh, they don't know we're going to do this, and they also can't hear the amazing music. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... Boost or Break. I freaking love that jingle. I'm so mad you guys can't actually hear it right now. Uh, I'm using a different. I'm using my dad's setup, and it doesn't. He doesn't have the it's one like cable. Eerie I need. silence. Uh, but it's, it's time terrifying. for booster break. Uh, what we're gonna do right now, since these two have basically made a a co-op card game. Uh, well, not co-op, I guess, but it's a two-player card game. Uh, we wanted to ask them what other two-player games do they think are, are great. Uh, my friend Jim Falking, who's a streamer, he's also been on the podcast before. He um, played this game. Goof Troop with one of his best friends, Tree Hugger, who's also been on the stream before or on the podcast before. And he had this idea like, what's a list of games that you could look at as like a compatibility test? Like, what's a list of two up, two player games that you play it with somebody, depending on how you do, you can basically figure out if like I can work with this person or not. So we have a, I have a very short list of uh, compatible games or, you know, compatibility tests. Uh, games that I just kind of wrote up very quickly here, and I'm going to ask whether or not these two people think that uh, you know they would serve as good compatibility games. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Some of these are going to be uh, <laughs> like you know really good. Some of them are going to be like meh. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. So first up, oh, and the rules, of course, uh, since this is uh, obviously Star Fox theme. If they think this is a good idea, they'll respond with use the boost. It was use the boostage. You can't hear it. And uh, if they don't think it's a good idea, then they'll respond with use the break. Use the break. So booster break. A <laughs> uh, couple break. games okay, on the it. board here. First game up. Let's take it to the adorable Yoshi's Woolly World. Now uh, the trick about this game. Have you have you guys played the game? Uh, someone was actually just recommending it, and they told me all about it. And it does. Uh, yes, I have a good sense of the game. Okay, so the only thing I want to say, if you haven't physically experienced the game, is that mm. you cannot run through each other. Mm. Like you bump into each other to go <laughs> in. So, okay, so that's the only thing. So, Booster Break, uh, Yoshi's Willy World, compatibility test. Do you think it'll work or not? Uh, I would say boost. Oh. Uh, the way the game was explained to boost. me is that. Um, because I say that I like games that are co-op but have an option for kind of a friendly fire. <laughs> and <laughs> Phil will back me up on this. Oh, that yeah. I just, um, anything where I can be a, like a little bit trolly and somehow we're still together. I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> how that works, but anything. So, yeah. Not bad. I, I think 
<laughs> Absolutely. Okay, gonna give Phil a chance to answer uh, here. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm boost on this. I mean, if you have an opportunity, like, is, if you can ledge guard against your against your partner. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh Wait a that's, minute. He just dropped some Smash Bros terminology. <laughs> ledge guard? Excuse me, sir. That, that's a trust what? test right now. <laughs> it's like, are you gonna are you gonna edge guard against me? No, you gonna let me jump? <laughs> I trust you right now. That's amazing. You know, that's great. I think that's a great great test. Master wife and I have actually been playing through that game. We we beat it. We haven't like fully beat it 100%, but we beat through all the levels. And uh, it, it was great. We definitely had some like, what are you doing? You know, like married couple <laughs> argument moments. But it was a lot of fun. So I yeah. think that's a good one. Uh, moving on to the next game. Uh, we found out that you guys have actually played this one. And we, we love this one as well. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. This is for uh, Steam on PC. For those of you that don't know, it's available now. It's really freaking fun. Two players. Uh, boost or break on this game? Um, absolutely going to have to say boost. Um, we boost. had a great experience with it. Like... We didn't actually argue at all, amazingly. Like, because, you know, it's a game where you're running around to different stations and there's so much potential to just, like, get so pissed off at the person (laughs) you're. Yeah, they really. Yeah. You're like responsible for operating different parts of the ship. So there's like four turrets. It's a circle ship. There's four turrets. You know, at the cardinal positions, north, south, east, west. And then there's a shield. There's an engine, and like you can only be controlling the one station that you're at. So you have to continuously change between two stations. And sometimes if you go to the same station, like your characters will get in a little fight, and then one yeah. of them will will stay at the station, <laughs> the other one gets bumped off. So <laughs> there's a lot of potential. They're like, "What are you doing? I wanted yeah. that. No, go over there." I will show the true colors. So. Play with care. Play with care. <laughs> Handle with yeah. care. I mean, people, when we tell people that we played that game, they're like, "Wow, you guys are brave!" It's like that's a true yeah. test. Not bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, we. Um, I mean, Emma and I quickly established, uh, you know, a strategy going forward. So uh, Emma was uh, amazing on the shields and mm. uh, part of the guns, and I like and I like to drive. So, so, so you're <laughs> like, so you're like Captain Picard, and she's number one. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, that's really yeah. funny because that's exactly the way that we played. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Master We're still Wife not finished the with the game. We just started, but yeah, we got oh, through really? the first world. I want to say, did we? Yeah, we still yeah. have one more world left to go. But uh, you guys are. I feel like I feel like we mastered it. You know? That's awesome. Ma- mastered. Uh, oh yeah, mastered. I see what you did there. Yeah. Cool. Oh man, that that third boss was brutal. <sighs> we we fought <laughs> yeah, the bear, and that was kind of hard. But we, I think we yeah. beat him on the first. Did we beat him on the first try, hon? I can't remember. Uh, I think so. I think so. Oh, wow. I think it took us a few times. Those bears, man. They're the dangerous space bears. <laughs> Ursula Major. Um, all right. Next game. We have this one just recently uh, became co-op and only on the Wii U with a special usage of its amiibo, Shovel Knight. Boost or break? Um... Another indie how, game. How, how does the, uh, the co-op aspect work for that? So essentially, it works the same way as the main game, except there's there's two of you going through the level, and there are some specific like co-op challenges. Uh, but you know, if you're bouncing on an enemy or trying to get through an area, there's you know there's two of you now, and you can do the you have the same access to power ups and things like that. Uh, but it's like a two-player platformer uh, built in. I think I'm gonna have to say break on that one. Ooh. I don't, don't want to boost everything, you know. I gotta, I gotta choose <laughs> one of them, right? I don't want to be like boost, 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 boost. <laughs> Can't get 100% on the test. That's too fishy. Yeah. You get yeah. a 98. <laughs> yeah, I gotta agree with Emma. I mean, I, I don't think the game was really. I don't think it was made for that, and I think it would be. You'd have to be some kind of super, super couple to be able to like pull that off. I think. Yeah. That's interesting. I know. Um, I went. Jeez. I think I had Master Wife try it one time, and uh, she's not the biggest platformer person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm wondering if, like, I wonder if that's one of those games where you have one person that's very skilled at platformers, another person not so much, where that, like, you can actually get through the game 
like together by helping them out. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I have okay. to test okay. out this theory. It's funny. Yeah. We had an event uh, on Friday, last Friday, called First Friday at CNI. It's like this gaming thing that we do uh, okay. where people come and they can play games. We had like Just Dance on the psych wall. We talked about a little bit of this stuff in the last episode. But we had, there were two guys that were playing Shovel Knight. And the co-op part of it, they didn't, they, like I didn't have it set up yet. They started a new game and you have to play through the first level before you even have the option to go co-op. But there's two of them there, and they discovered that they can both control the one character. So they took the one Shovel Knight on the screen and said, okay, you move, and I'll use the shovel. So (laughs) one person moved and (laughs) jumped, and the other person only attacked, and they actually beat the level. And I was so impressed. Wow, that is super impressive. I think so. You know, hey, listen, Shovel Knight's been co-op the whole time, guys. We just didn't know it. (laughs) All right, and last game of the Booster Break segment, Heart Catchers. Booster Break. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no curveball. Um, I I would say boost. You know, I gotta mm. I gotta yeah, jump boost. in for my team. I think it is it's it's interesting. Like it is a, a competitive game. You know, um, so there's definitely something in there where Phil and I have played some competitive two player games against each other, uh, notably Hearthstone, where it can Ooh. get a little bit tense. You know, <laughs> when somebody's like really kicking the other she person. She means that somebody. She means me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really handily winning um but i think that's that's uh, that's one of the great parts about being a, a couple who games together is you have this kind of um metric of games where you can kind of learn about each other and grow from having that experience that's a good point that's really true yeah you kind of you kind of learn you know you, you learn about people three ways you eat with them you work with them and you fight with them yeah you know <laughs> yeah so i guess gaming <laughs> follows yeah. under the work you know section uh, what about you, Philip? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with boost. Um, I mean, yeah, it's same same caveat as Emma, but um, I think like uh, the resistance, uh, Heartcatchers has this kind of way to see how devious the people you spend time with are, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty enjoyable, and it's kind of fun to see that other side of people. So. Do you think yeah. that Heartcatchers would ever work in a speed dating format? Oh, wow. Yeah, actually. Because uh, once you learn the rules, it's super fast. Like, you can play in five minutes. So uh, having the basics down and just putting the cards down, you can see. Because some people, like, literally don't play secrets. It's fascinating. Like, you have this option to, like, be devious, and some people don't even go there. Um, and then some people just do, like, 500. Um, some people are very thoughtful, and other people um, just d- do whatever. So it's it's pretty insightful into the kind of person that you're dealing with very really interesting cool. that could be an event at a like gaming conference like MacFest or something yeah. speed oh dating. Yeah. Heart yeah. Speed dating. <laughs> right right heart catcher speed dating like, those hearts. Like writing writing that down <laughs> <laughs> no, that is awesome well shoot man thanks for playing booster break always a, a fun segment uh it's always like a random spur of the moment thing that happens we were just yeah, talking a little so, bit before yeah. and uh i found out they <laughs> played lovers in dangerous space time and i was like oh man this is perfect i gotta do it uh so awesome booster break i want to get into the main segment on um, meat and potatoes of the episode where we get to talk about heart catches a little bit. Uh, so th- uh, the, this conceived, I'll, I'll let uh, you guys tell it, but it, it conceived as a thing where, uh, you know, it started as an innocent, you know, hey, I just want to make a cool thing for us to play for Valentine's Day and whatever. So it's a really, you know, intimate creation. And now it's on Kickstarter. And you guys, you know, saw, oh, man, this is like a thing. Maybe we can turn into a thing. They have a Kickstarter campaign going right now. It's got 19 days to go. 
Uh, it's got a $5,000 goal, and they're just about to hit 2000 so it's pretty good Woo! tracking. Uh, yes. With 97 backers, which is, which is incredible. Uh, I said I was holding something while you were in the pre-talk before this episode, and uh-huh. that fact is that the Heart Peace podcast was actually started from Kickstarter. Awesome. So I saw that you guys we have a very uh, we have a very special kind of connection with other people that like to you know do Kickstarter projects, having been there and knowing the struggle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> started about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So Almost doing that a as year. a couple is um, really impressive. <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> stressful at times, but it's yeah. on Kickstarter. Uh, it's an adorable two-player game of Deception and Secrets, like we said. Uh, so why don't you guys tell us a little about like how the game works, where, where the idea came from, and and you know what's so exciting about this two-player card game of many you know don't really exist two-player card games absolutely so when phil and i first met um new york city has a great uh, indie game development scene so pretty much right off the bat like i knew that phil was working on designing this card game and a lot of the first things we did together was like going to play tests and i played the game with him and we played it with other people so you know this was early on, like I knew this, this was a big part of his life. Um, so about a year later for our first Valentine's day, um, this is before we were living together. So I was hunkered down in my apartment saying like, Oh gosh, how do you get a Valentine's present for a guy? Right. You know, Mm. it's like Mm -hmm. so hard to figure out, um, what's a good present. So I'm kind of crafty. I'm like, I'm just going to make him a game. Like just this, silly thing with numbers and I got construction paper and I like cut out little hearts and I like it's really cute actually (laughs) glued them onto like cardboard uh card paper and cut them into cards and I'd been playing a lot of Hearthstone at the time so I wanted a simplified mechanic where the cards just had attack and defense um just really simple I didn't I think it was mostly just for the art, right? Just to say, like, hey, I made you a game. That's really silly. Mm. So I went over on Valentine's Day. I was kind of nervous, you know, because I'd never really made a game before. But eventually I worked up my courage to show him the present, um, set it out, taught him the rules. And... <laughs> I forget, do I tell this the cute way or do I tell it like the actual way what happened? You, you gotta be raw. You gotta be just raw. Play, play straight. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, this is this actually isn't terrible. <laughs> that's such a guy thing to say though. Like that's a very guy compliment. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that's a high compliment. Honey, this doesn't suck. Like this yeah, isn't, no, this isn't this bad. Is to- this is totally so playable. <laughs> For the first game I had made, you know, and that I um, I hadn't done a ton of playtesting because I'd made, made it that day. So he's like, you know, I really, I, you have something here. Like you should, you should do something with this. And I, I like, I was like, no, come on, this is silly. He's like, so it was, it you, was Philip that kind of pushed you to make something out of this thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. He was like, if you don't make this game, I'm gonna steal it and make it because this is like <laughs> good and simple, and the world needs more games that um are fa- are like this like fast and casual and it's a gateway game right so mm-hmm. um getting people into it it's got a lot of good stuff going for it that's amazing cool so so from that so let me see what was this valentine's day last year that that got can that happen two years ago two, two years, years ago. yeah so from two that years. point when did you decide okay we're gonna we're gonna do it we're gonna start planning this kickstarter because it's always like a development period to plan out a kickstarter oh yeah yeah so i um, I was 
in development for like a year on and off. I was doing a bunch of other projects at the same time. So it took about a year to get the mechanics pretty nailed down. And then we have this friend, Tim Rodriguez, who runs Brooklyn Indie Games. And I reached out to him just for some general advice. And I was surprised when he's he's like, I want to publish this game. Um, wow. And I was like, really? This is, again, you know, like, I'm like, this is my first game. Like, that's that's crazy. He's like, yeah, everything we talked about, you know, it's a two-player game. It's it's casual. It's quick. It's cute. Um, so he saw a place in the marketplace for that. So that was about a year ago. Um, and from then, just, like, finishing, like, building the community, taking it to Boston Festival of Indie Games, taking it to Playcrafting, showing it, and... Yeah, planning out. Yeah, I'm looking at that so, here on the on the Kickstarter, and it seems like you guys have actually won some rewards from this. Uh, I got from the Boston uh, Festival Indie Games uh, Showcase, got an award select. nominee at uh, Playcrafting. Uh, yeah. So it's actually been getting some awards already just from these demos <laughs> you're showing it at the at the at the conventions. And so, yeah, how is it played for the audience at home? How is wh- or what is the main objective of the game? So you start out with a field of six cards. There's three cards on my side and then three cards on my opponent's side. There's a color matching mechanic. So the cards are red, green, blue. You can only put one color on the right color that it can, you know, catch. And you move the cards around. So it's pretty simple that way. The interesting part is you can play cards face down as secrets under the piles and Mm -hmm. you have a heartbreaker which is like a bomb so when it's revealed at the end of the game you got negative three points so you try and like sneak that under your opponent's piles um then you have an ultimate love card which is you get plus three points so you try Mm -hmm. and like keep that to yourself without them stealing it uh and then you have a change of heart which right at the end of the game like shuffles the cards um into your opponent's side so you, you could have like your tableau perfectly set up and then at the end it's like all destroyed every, all your plans so it's pretty tumultuous and crazy and fun that is <laughs> like awesome. the main like the main mind games of it are like trying to like you play you're playing against your opponent you're like all right do they think that i'm trying to like you know put just good stuff under my side oh. or am i like putting bad stuff on my side to get you to try to take it from me oh. so you're trying to like mind games them and be so like yeah the deception comes in <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. so it's not i mean you know you could play it straight but you can also try to be like all right well i'm gonna put some bad stuff under my side because i know you're gonna try to take it from me so yes, yes. absolutely that's awesome this would be a great game for masters yeah. and, and <laughs> I think it. Well, I think it's really house. fun because you you play it a couple rounds and each time you try to adjust your strategy. Like, all right, they were onto me last time. I'm gonna mix it up. Right. Or you know, so that's awesome. So so talk to us a little bit about the art because the art is something that you know is is really really incredible. Looks like you guys have teamed up with Brian Patterson from D20 Monkey. Uh, yes. How did how did that happen? Oh man, uh, that was all Tim. Uh, working with him on the team, he. So the original art, uh, if you look back through the site, I did that. Hmm. Um, And, you know, I I don't really consider myself an artist. I I was happy with, like, what I was able to do, but it didn't really have, like, the the personality I was going for. So Tim reached out to Brian and we're like, yeah, we want them to be, like, creatures, like, little heart creatures can you do like that was the direct that was all the direction we gave him and he came back with these 
adorable heart things and I saw it and I like squealed when the picture popped up in my email <laughs> so I was like oh, yes how did you get that how do you get that out of my head that is exactly what I wanted <laughs> and it is they're so cute I like I love the the heartbreaker dude with like the sunglasses yeah yeah look at deal that with it. <laughs> that is um, awesome yeah, Brian is amazing. Uh, D20 Monkey um, is, is a great webcomic, so I'm really happy to be able to, to work with him. Yeah, I got to, um, you know, after seeing the art, I went and checked out his site. He's got a really great webcomic, too, so check that out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to stick that in the in the podcast notes. Freaking fantastic. So, okay, uh, you guys are going to be, of course, going around. You're showing this thing off. Now, I've seen the Kickstarter video, because <laughs> you've already got, a, you know, what two fifths of your goal for lack of my good math two thousand out of five thousand forty percent yeah right and in your see that's the math I'm talking about uh, in your in your video you've already got your art you've already got the the cards you know everything's kind of done and it looks like you guys are really just asking for the uh, printing manufacturing and shipping cost part of it to actually get the game in people's hands yeah so uh, that's that's a really great place to start because the work's already kind of done. You're just like, hey, guys, you want this game? Uh, we want to give it to you, and here it is. Uh, so I guess you have all your, your incentives. Do you want to talk about that from the Kickstarter, the things people can score for backing your, your uh, campaign? Yeah, sure. So we wanted to keep it pretty simple. Um, you can start off with a digital version of the game because we're working with Brooklyn Indie Games. There's like a special pack where you can get... Uh, different digital games that are for Brooklyn Indie Games. Oh, cool. The $13 level is the actually getting the physical printed game shipped to you. Uh, one of my favorites is the $25 level because you get two copies of Heartcatchers. Oh, so, wow. like, that's the, the idea that this game will spread with people. You know, it's like you're going to be playing it with someone and they say, oh, man, this is so great. They're like, I have another copy right here. So... Uh, I love the idea that people are going to connect over it and share it with each other. Um, and then awesome. at $75, you can get six copies. So if you have a lot of friends and you want them all to play, then you can do that. Not too bad. Very cool. So, so okay. The, I mean, of course, this thing is going to go through well. I mean, it, it has no choice to, but it, it sounds like an amazing game. I know it's definitely going to resonate with a lot of couples. Uh, I know Master Wife and I are probably going to consider backing it as well just because we've been looking for a two-player card. Like, there are no two-player card games. We're, like, sitting yes. at home. What do you want to play, honey? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so what, what made you guys uh, pick two-player, actually? Um. That's yeah, because yeah, most people will do yeah. like four players, you know, more because more people, more hype, you know, two players kind of like a niche uh, yeah, type I, thing. I think a lot of it came out of it being the, the Valentine's Day present, you know, it was going to be the two of us playing uh, through development. People were asking, you know, a lot of the play testers, they said publishers are going to want a two to four person game. Like, are you sure you don't want to tweak it? Like, see if you can get more players in there. And I considered playtesting and I was thinking ideas of how you get more players in there but at the end of it it was it was working really well as a two-player game and I didn't buy break something that's that's working you know mm -hmm. and I think that's thing, really awesome yeah yeah and, and at, at the shows we were having there was two people playing but there was people gathered around them kind of um getting in on the action and like saying like oh i can't believe you just did that whoa that's so cool <laughs> so it turned to be even though it's only two players like you can get uh, yeah, like other people excited that's a good point too because yeah you know, people will i mean if you're playing nba jam you know 
two-player unless you got the multi-tap. But people will always kind of turn around and want to see, you know, who, who breaks the backboard, you know, just like to see <laughs> what, what happens. How does it go down? So yeah. that's really interesting. Live streams, you're watching any kind of competitive fighting game, two people playing, million people watching. So I think you're definitely on something there uh, mm. with the whole spectator aspect of it. That's really awesome. So the next uh, convention, at least the next large convention that's coming up is MAGFest. Uh, mm. Do you guys have any plans for Heartcatchers at MAGFest or you, you'll be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Um showing off a game actually that my video game studio dream sale games is working on but i'll definitely have the game have hard catchers with me there as well and be talking to people about it because that's a really cool convention and the kind of place where um, people are playing games together so yeah no magfest is amazing you know who else is going to be at magfest we are! Oh my god! <laughs> so we definitely are going to have to meet up with you guys over there. That's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, see some faces, take, take some selfies, uh, do, do some duck face. I don't know what kids yes. are doing now these days. Is like the high school girl pose still good? Like the hip? Yeah, the I, I don't know. I mean, cool. if it's not good anymore, you could bring it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so good. That is amazing. Well, freaking absolutely. Uh, we're, we're just about at the end of our episode here. Uh, I wanted to ask, was what is like, what is the one thing? We always like to talk to people. Uh, when we talk to the guys from Runbo, we ask them the same question. When you make a game, it's a personal thing. And I think when you make a game at the conception of it, it's not really like the financial part of it that mm. we really latch on to. There's something else. So what is the one thing? that you want people who are back in the Kickstarter, get the game, they get it in their hands, they're playing it. What is the one thing you hope that they get from Heart Catchers? <laughs> okay, so when people are, when two people are playing the game, uh, they start to get into it, they're feeling it out, they're like, okay, I kind of okay, see how this, see works. how this works. And then they put a secret under the other side and they have this moment of realization and they what do they do? They're like, uh, <laughs> they like cackle. <laughs> this like, just, just like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. just that like moment of like glee at potentially, um, just doing something really, really funny. And it's light and casual too. So it's not like evil, evil. It's like evil light. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what, what is it? Um, geez, what are the, the things? It's like, oh gosh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like the there's 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 all the different kinds of uh, it's like nine of them where you're like neutral and then the, like yeah, you know um, what I'm talking about that thing. Yeah, what is that called? Future good, yeah, chaotic yeah. evil. Yeah, chaotic evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it yeah, in terms so of that? This would be like this would be like a chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> chaotic, yeah, chaotic neutral. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. so good. Um, and it also just, depends on the couple, right? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, there may be some chaotic evil couples out there. <laughs> And and I just, seeing the game played live and seeing just that moment of recognition in someone's eyes, their eyes light up and their cheeks like get all smiley and they kind of rub their hands together and (laughs) just seeing that, that glee, I think is the emotion that makes me happiest. I think that, I think the rubbing the hands together part, I would, I would pay money to watch He-Man and Skeletor play heart, heart catchers. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Just so I can see Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, he man. Yes, Just, that's it. That's it. That, that'd yeah, be that perfect. sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, that I'll is, take the oh. uh, I'll take the other end of that and say that uh, the the look of betrayal is is uh, also fun to watch. Ooh. The, <laughs> the, the, the when the cards are revealed, the like <gasps> you switched them. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like you
like you were the spy the whole time. <laughs> you were the spy. Yeah. The sea. And, now, and now we come back to the beginning. That's so perfect. That's great. Always bringing it back. That's amazing. No, this is that's so good. Jeez Louise, I wish we had more time to just freaking talk forever because you guys are amazing. That's all the time we've, we've got for this particular episode. Uh, holy cow, man. Fun stuff. Listen, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you uh, definitely go check out uh, the Heart Catchers uh, Kickstarter. We'll have a link up on the website. You can go catch this episode, which is episode 31. Uh, Heartpiecepod, uh, heart, you know, the thing, the website we have. <laughs> Heartpiecepodcast.com. Yeah, is there any other place that you would like people at home to keep in Yeah, Twitter, Facebook. Instagrams. Absolutely. So you can go to heartcatchers.com. I'm Emma Larkins on Twitter. I tweet a lot to people. I love having conversations. Uh, And there's a Heart Catchers Facebook page as well. Oh, cool. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll put all this stuff in the the podcast notes here. Freaking good, man. Uh, As always, guys, you can listen to us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or at heartpiecepodcast.com. If you want to drop us a line, uh, talk to us about anything, you can use the hashtag uh, what, H-peeps, I believe it is. Uh, we, in the last episode, we were talking about any kind of degrees of separation, which we're still going to be pushing that for a little bit. So you can use on Twitter, the hashtag is HPLinks, or Heartpiece Links. Uh, it's freaking good stuff, man. Master Wife, uh, it's, it's been amazing having you back for, for just a little bit from the dead. Uh, <laughs> working on that dissertation from phd land phd land uh i'm yes. almost done very good this may 2016 yeah so shout outs to her Get, lend her your energy she she needs it more than goku um <laughs> normally traditionally we always have master wife close out the episode so honey i'm i'm ready when you are I, i'm i'm ready to do it okay well, you guys, I hope you enjoy this episode with our heart catchers, developers, and we will be seeing you guys soon. Peace out, heart pieces. <laughs> <laughs>